Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Nursing Standard podcast. My name is Alison Stacey and I'm a senior news reporter here at the Nursing Standard and this week on our podcast we will be talking all about the nurses strike. Last week on January the 18th and 19th thousands of nurses who work in the NHS staged two strikes across England with members of the RCN walking out for 12 hours for two days in a row. Along with my colleagues Shruti and Andrea, I visited picket lines across England, visiting hospitals in Derbyshire and Yorkshire. Together, we spoke to nursing staff from all aspects of nursing, including A&E nurses, mental health community nurses, students and veteran ward nurses. All of them told us they've never known an NHS in crisis like this. On my travels, I even managed to talk to the RCN's General Secretary, Pat Cullen, as she visited the picket line outside the Northern General Hospital in Sheffield. So why are the nurses striking? Well, each nurse has their own personal reason, whether it's to do with paying the bills or worrying about their patients. I first spoke to nurses outside the Florence Nightingale Community Hospital in Derby, who told me why they walked out last week. So this is Alison and I'm uh, here down at the Florence Nightingale Community Hospital picket line in Derby and I'm with, here with Ellie Murphy who's a community staff nurse. Is that right Ellie? It is, yeah. And um, Ellie, can you tell us why you're down here today striking? We've all been talking about this a lot lately and, and obviously everybody feels really strongly about lots of different things with nursing at the moment. For me, it's not just about pay, it's about how we're valued as a profession. And if we can't be valued after all the work we've done the last three years, after 13 years of of not having a proper pay rise and being so far behind all the other public sectors in, in terms of our pay, if we can't be valued now when we stand up and we say we've had enough of it, I wonder when we're ever going to get valued. And, and people are leaving and I, I don't want people to leave, I want people to stay, I want the NHS to stay, I want it to be a job where people can come and the right amount of money. You're never going to pay a nurse enough. You're never going to pay her what she really deserves for the job she's doing, but you should her pay should reflect the value that she has in society and, in, and by the government, and, and that's why I'm here today. So this is the third day that nurses have walked out on strike, and um, last week the RCM announced that there's going to be an even bigger strike in February. What is the feeling among your, your, yourself and colleagues about how the government have been handling this? dispute and whether um, they could do more to sit down with nurses they could do more lots of beefing they could they could do more they, they they've only got to talk to us i mean 19 percent is what we said that's how far behind we are from where we should be um i don't think any of us believe that we're going to get a 19 pay rise but we we should get something that reflects like i said before that the value that is placed in us um the importance of our job um, and we, we just we all feel like we're being taken for granted taken advantage of for far too long um, and if they won't talk to us about it if they won't come halfway the strikes are going to continue which we, which we don't want we want to be at work none of us chose to be a nurse so that we could moan about our pay none of us want to make millions but we need to pay our bills and we need to it's such a skilled profession um, I don't think people understand the, the level of skill and experience that we have and that we and that we increase in every single year um, and we do that without an increase in our pay even though we're better nurses every year than we were the year before we have to prove that we're doing that every three years now we have to pay to be on the register there's so many things I could go on and on um, 
that they should be talking to us about about a decent pay rise or they won't have nurses in the future They're, when I retire there won't be a nurse behind me to look after the people I was looking after because no one will want to do this job and, and it's a good job it's a really rewarding job it's why we do it but it, it must it must give us pay that reflects what we're doing every day well brilliant thanks so much for talking to me and uh, good luck today thank, thank you. you bye Hey, this is Alison from the Nursing Standard and I'm here with Hannah Smith at the uh, Florence Nightingale picket line in Derby. Hannah, can you tell me why you're striking today? Um, I'm out here supporting the strikers um, as a student nurse. I'm so grateful to these nurses for standing up for the profession, um, particularly as a student. Um, Things are really, really tough out there. Um, no, staff numbers are so low, and we see that when we go out on placement, how how bad things are, how difficult things are, and it's a wonderful, rewarding career, and it's just being made so difficult at the moment. So, you know, I, I'm here to support as much as I can. I can't thank these lot enough for standing up for us, um, and and you know, making the stand, making our voices heard. So, Hannah, can you tell me um, how? Um, the, sort of the winter pressures and the crisis of the NHS is sort of impacting on your work as a student and your training? Um, it's, it's really difficult. We have so much that we have to get ticked off when we're on placement. Um, there's a lot of paperwork, a lot of proficiencies that you have to have ticked off. And it just isn't a priority when you're on a ward that's poorly staffed, um, where there are patients that need care, you know, urgently need um, things doing for them. Um, and that paperwork just gets left and left and left. And as a student, you know, you, you feel that pull because you've, you've got work that you've got to get done. But you can't turn your back on what needs doing on the ward. So it's a constant battle between, you know, doing what you need to do for university, but just feeling, you know, the, the pull to care and, and to do the reason that we're doing the course in the first place. And how's that affecting the morale of yourself and also your fellow students? Um, I think I'm quite quite tough and you know I keep ploughing on because I want this degree, I, I want to be a nurse, I will be so proud to be a registered nurse. Um, but it's tough, it's really difficult um, and it does get you down, you know, the, the pressures of the course, I don't think people realise just how much work we have to do on top of the two and a half thousand hours of, of um, placement as well and it, it, you know, it's a lot. A lot of us have got families of our own and, you know, other responsibilities, so yeah, it's exhausting and, and people are really, really worn down. And if you could have two minutes with Rishi Sunak or Steve Bartley today, what would you say? Would you would you say please listen? What would what would be the the message um, from the nurses here today to, to, to the government? I think that um, the money is there to pay nurses fairly. It's there to pay so many people fairly. Um, it is a political choice that that nurses and you know the rest of the public sector workers aren't paid fairly. Um, just release that money from you know it's all there. We know it's there. Let's have a proper salary for people who are professional, who are highly trained and highly skilled. Let's reward those people properly. Brilliant, thank you so much. Um, I'm here with Terry Wilson, who's a trainee nursing associate in the community. Is that right, Terry? That's correct, yes. Um, so, Terry, can you tell us why um, you and your colleagues are down here today um, striking and on the picket line? Um, I think, you know, it, it's more evident now that I'm doing my trainee nursing associate course that through every module we're taught the importance of patient safety, um, of ensuring that we're safe, that the patients are safe and giving the highest standards of care. But that's not possible given the current situation. We don't have enough nurses 
to be able to give that safe level of care, which means that we're running round and giving what we go home and we think is substandard levels of care. We question all of the time whether we've done enough for our patients. Um, and that's not fair on us, but it's also not fair to our patients. Um, so that's why I'm here today, um, because something has to change. And if it doesn't, I really worry about the future of the NHS and what that means for the patients that we care for. After speaking to nurses at the Florence Nightingale Hospital, I jumped to my car and drove to Sheffield to speak to nurses outside the Northern General. It's a huge hospital in Sheffield and it had two picket lines and there was dozens and dozens of nurses braving the freezing conditions to get their voices heard. But the main thing concerning the nurses in Sheffield wasn't pay. It was really about patient safety. Here's what they told me. So this is Alison from the Nursing Standard and it's Wednesday 18th of January. I'm down here on the picket line um, at Sheffield Northern General um, and I'm here with Cara and Ashley who are both uh, ED nurses. Uh, they've been telling me about sort of um, the pressures that they've been under over the last few months and how difficult it is on their shifts. So I just wanted uh, to ask you guys why is it that you're down on the picket line today, uh, Cara? Um, it's really about trying to increase staffing levels. Uh, a lot of the discussion with the government's been about pay and yes, everyone would love more pay, but really what we want is for, for pay to be fairly matched to what we do every day, which would increase more people to come into the profession and keep people in the profession and therefore we would have safer staffing levels because at the minute we just can't look after the number of patients that we have and um, we're seeing the detriment in patients and in each other, in our colleagues, and it's just not acceptable anymore. So Ashley, we were talking earlier and you were saying that a real big problem in the ED department is the flow um, through uh, the hospital. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, so like we said earlier, it's there is no flow because there's no hospital beds. You have patients waiting to come out of beds that can't because there's no social care, um, proper funding. So they obviously social care is struggling, primary care is struggling to manage patients with more complex needs. Um, so then obviously it has a knock-on effect with the whole hospital, especially A&E. We're having patients longer than that they should do, that they're you know, quite unfairly on them. Um, having to sit in an A&E department for hours on end, uh, sometimes for 24 hours waiting for an inpatient bed, which isn't fair on them at any means. But then it has a knock-on effect with the nurses having to manage these complex needs of patients, you know, the high acuity, having ambulances wait outside because they can't come in. Um, it's not fair on them, it's not fair on the ambulance staff, having to finish two hours after their shift because they're having to wait with the patient on the back of the ambulance and the burnout rate for staff because of these now extremely pressures um, for staff having to deal with that. It's just, it's not fair. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're here today is to highlight the fact that the whole NHS, primary care, secondary care, social care, just needs proper funding, whether that's through pay, you know, or just actual staffing from the government. It needs to be done. So mm -hmm. that's why we're here out today. And you were sort of, you were telling me a little bit earlier about um, sort of the decisions you're having to make about sort of who's the, who's the sickest mm. in these um, sort of acute areas. Yeah. I mean, that must take a toll on you guys uh, sort of mentally and... It definitely does, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's horrific, to be honest, when you've got 15, 15 ambulances outside of the department, mm -hmm. each with a sick patient on, 
that's been waiting for hours to even get that ambulance and then they're stuck outside and we don't have any space to bring them into and then in the resus area with the sickest patients uh, most days we end up with a running list of who needs to come in and who we can move out and it does become a game of who's the sickest um, yes it's just awful so i mean this might be um an obvious question but why do you it sounds like every day is a real challenge why do you come back the next shift it's simply for the the patients deserve that care so if we don't turn up every single day then ultimately it is the patient that suffers and it's not kind of fair i mean we are a different breed of humans (laughs) as i always get told that we give so much but receive so little back Mm -hmm. and i think it's time to kind of revert that is to receive what we are deserved it definitely feels like with the staffing levels at the minute if we don't come back then no one will like if if I don't turn up at work then there won't be someone there to take my place and therefore patients will suffer I'm here with Jane and Janet who are both registered nurses and they were telling me a little bit about uh, what it's like and the the pressures that they are feeling day to day so Jane can you tell me sort of give me a flavour what a typical night shift might be like for you on your ward so our ward is gastroenterology, so that's patients withdrawing from alcohol. They're also at risk of falling and they're at risk of uh, con- confusion, delirium. Coming aggressive, verbally, mm-hmm. physically, towards themselves, towards staff, mm-hmm. towards other patients. So, so they, it, can, it can be quite an unpredictable shift. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so can you, how does that make you feel at the end of your shift when you go it home? It makes you feel... A lot of the times I go home and I feel like I don't feel like I'm a nurse, I don't feel like I've done anything for my patients, I don't feel like I've achieved anything that I came to do. Like when I was a student, I was like, oh, I want to be a nurse, I want to And you just feel so, even those little things, it builds up and you just feel so incompetent and you feel like you're not doing what you set out to do. Yeah. And um, I think mentally as well, it just, even on annual leave, you're like, you sat at home and like, oh my God, you know, I wonder how this patient is now. Well, I'm relatively new, well, I'm nearly three years now yeah but I don't think in the next five years I could be doing this if if it stays like this it carries on something needs to be done enough is enough it's not safe I'm here with Matt Tacey today on the picket line at Chesterfield Hospital Matt can you tell us why uh, you guys are down here today and striking well one of the reasons we're here today is is to discuss um, restorative pay rise you know we're we're currently demanding as the RCN 19% and that's to make up for the 20% we've lost in real terms since 2010 pay is directly linked to to the number of vacancies that we currently have you know the risk and the responsibility of what we do is is very high Um, and if you can find a job elsewhere with less risk less responsibility for similar pay and in some circumstances better pay there's no, it's not a coincidence that we've got 50,000 nursing vacancies. Matt, can you tell us a little bit about sort of the pressures that nurses are under and um, how is it affecting them on a personal level? Well, yeah, you know, the, the risk and the responsibility of what we do, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a very tough, tough job physically and psychologically. It's, it, 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 you know, it's, it's, you need to be really quite resilient to do, to do what we do. You know, when we're seeing patients not receive the care that they need that, that, and that what, what we want to provide and we don't provide that, that, we take that home with us. And, you know, particularly as caring professionals, you know, caring's in our DNA. And we, when we feel as though we're, we're not providing care that our patients need, 
it upsets us, you know, it really, really does hurt us. And we often take that home. Physically, you know, we're missing breaks. Physically, we're often having to cancel annual leave because of the, the, the sheer number of vacancies and not able to, to fully staff wards. Uh, psychologically, you know, when you're working on short numbers, you make a mistake and that, that it could cost somebody their life. And I think psychologically, we feel quite unsafe at work. The risk of making a mistake is increased because one nurse may be doing two or three nurses' jobs because we just haven't got the, the number of nurses that we need to provide, you know, safe care. And do you think the government really recognised the level of skills of the nurse, nursing workforce and how, what is the feeling among your peers about how the government has handled, handled this dispute? I think the, the feeling amongst nurses um, and the NHS in general is, is shit, we just feel undervalued. We feel ignored. Um, I think that's evidenced by the underinflation pay rises and the pay freezes. If they really respected us, they would, they would you know, pay us for what, what we do. Two or three years ago, you know, they were calling us heroes and clapping us. We are here today asking, for, you know, we're not asking for thousands and thousands of pounds. We're asking for a, a fair wage for what we do to be able to pay basic bills. But now the government are vilifying us, you know, calling us greedy and put, you're putting your patients at risk. When actually, you know, I heard a quote recently which, which I could sort of relate to, really, really relate to, and it was, you know, patients aren't dying because nurses are on strike. Nurses are on strike because patients are dying. And I saw a, a recent study um, in one of the tabloids that said, you know, 500 patients are dying needlessly because of the weights. And that's, that, is, that should be a national disgrace. That really is. You know, our country, considering we're one of the richest countries in the world um, and we're not able to, to pay our nurses fairly, um, is a disgrace. And, you know, unfortunately, patients are dying needlessly because care and treatment is delayed because of the sheer wait lists. And that's not because nurses are incompetent or uncaring, you know, we're overworked and we're burnt out and the number of vacancies is, is, is at a record high. Um, it needs to change, it needs to stop. So the government needs to stop slamming the door in our faces, stop slamming the door in, in, in the faces of unions. They have the power to settle this dispute. We've asked for 19% but they need to negotiate. So it's not affordable and just ignoring us is not going to settle this dispute. We don't want to be outside on picket lines, we want to be inside providing care. So it's over to the government. Um, just keep saying it's unaffordable when they've received a 28% pay rise since 2010. Um, you know, there was a slogan chucked around during COVID when it was, we're all in this together. Well, we're, we, we, feel very, we couldn't feel further away from that slogan as it is today. So it's a shame nurses are out on strike, um, but it's on this government's watch. They need to act and they need to act very quickly and swiftly to, you know, to save lives. So we heard there from nurses working in the North and the East Midlands and their real and serious concerns about patient safety and the fact that poor pay is driving talented nurses out of the profession for good. They say that pay does not reflect the level of skills that they have and ultimately that the NHS is currently being run on goodwill. But what about elsewhere in the country? My colleagues Andrea and Shruti spoke to nurses in London and in Brighton on the day of the strikes to hear what issues are affecting nurses in the south of England. First, Andrea spoke to Natasha Trench-Turner, while Shruti spoke to staff nurse Melissa Brown and clinical lead in the community, Verity Davidson. These clips are slightly noisier with lots of horn toots, but let's hear what they have to say. I'm really, really passionate about being a nurse. I love being a nurse. It's what I've always wanted to do, and at the moment I'm not enjoying it, and that a lot of that is to do with the 
we can't deliver the quality of care that we want to and also my staff are not getting breaks they're so stressed <laughs> it's horrible you know not being able to keep people loving the job that they you know yeah. wanted to do there's a reliance on the goodwill of staff that yeah. goodwill is over that's why we're out striking um, and it's not over because you know we just can't be bothered or we're too lazy or something it's because our staff can't afford to continue and I don't just mean money wise I mean well-being wise it's yeah. really badly affecting the well-being of all of our staff healthcare assistants nurses everyone um, and people, you know, I think the pandemic helped people realise they needed to look after themselves as well. Yeah. And it's something that we probably haven't been good enough at doing in the NHS. So I work as a staff nurse in dermatology. Um, so we've had lots of staff that have been redeployed um, fairly recently to the other hospitals in the critical incident about a week or two weeks ago. Um, they experienced such horrors and um, staff shortage, not being able to provide the care that they, they um, really want to provide. And they described it as like a war zone, like absolute chaos. Um, we're in absolute dire straits. Um, I previously worked at a hospice and the amount of people who came who were quite young who got diagnosed quite late on um, that didn't have a chance to properly live it was heartbreaking absolutely heartbreaking um, I think we've all just uh, got to the, our, the end of our tether really um, we care so much it's all about patient safety for us um, and to be able to provide the care that we really want to um, we, we don't want to strike we, we really don't you know we, we're losing our pay doing this strike but we feel like we have no other option at this point um, the government really do need to to make the right choices for the people who they're providing the NHS provides the service for I mean they might not be directly impacted on it but we need to do it for the people they need to make the right decision for us and for the patients in terms of the state in your department at the moment, what is, is it like at the moment? I mean, when, we're when people are redeployed, we're becoming very short-staffed and then we get sickness on top of that, um, which every department, of course, gets. But, I mean, we're dealing with patients that um, we're dealing with uh, skin cancers and there are some cer certain types of skin cancers that are serious and they can spread. And so we need to be able to provide that service as soon as possible for those patients. And when we're short-staffed, when we're being redeployed to other departments, which we're happy to provide because we need to provide for those departments it's just causing such a stress on our on our service um, yeah we feel so strongly about it and we, we're here as nurses our hearts are so big we just need to be treated correctly well staffed and our resources not to be stretched to the point of a collapse and for you personally as well um is the pay an issue for you or is it more that you're doing it in solidarity with other nurses or is, is the pay just not enough for anyone to live on at this stage? I'm doing it in solidarity to those who are paying a mortgage on their own, who are renting on their own, um, who can't provide for their children. I, I know so many people that are struggling to be able to pay the bills. And whilst my, myself, I, I, can be a, I have a partner to, to support me, but there are people that don't have that support. I need to do it for everybody else too. We have such big hearts. We really care. We just want to be able to provide the care we want. Here today, Verity, why are you striking? <laughs> my concern is about our very vulnerable patients at the moment we have to phone patients on a daily basis and tell them that they're not going to get a visit and we're letting down very vulnerable often elderly people who really need our care and things are getting worse in the last three four to three to four years 
I feel there's a real difference um, where we're not getting to these people who really need visits and there's a often that's leading to um, hospital admissions and they're getting more infections and it's increased mortality for that patient group we're seeing a lot more deaths even in our own team Um, in addition to that we're not getting to our palliative patients because we are tied up with other visits Um, we have to deal with such long deferral lists every day for people who are not getting getting seen and making phone calls to people apologising to them on a daily basis that they won't get a visit so something's got to be done we need um, nurses need to be paid more to encourage um, more nurses into the career to keep nursing as a good profession um, just to make that difference finally i spoke to pat cullen the general secretary at the rcn pat was touring picket lines across northern england on wednesday january 18th and i managed to catch up with her outside sheffield's Northern General. She told me she had been inspired by all the nurses that she met on the picket lines. She said their tenacity and passion had blown her away. I asked her whether she thought it would be likely the dispute would be resolved. Health Secretary Steve Barclay has said previously that a pay rise for nurses is unaffordable and has so far refused to enter official talks about pay. Pat Cullen said that while a conversation was happening, there had been little progress. It means next month the RCM will stage its biggest strike yet, with all members in England, Wales and Northern Ireland taking part, while in Scotland the union is in talks with their government. This is what Pat told me. Uh, Pat, what's the feeling on the picket lines? This is the fourth picket line I've joined today and um, I joined this morning with a lot of trepidation. Uh, feeling that I've had nothing to offer these nurses, no optimism and no nothing to say to them, look, we've been able to manage to do something so that you can get back to caring for your patients. Um, and I, as soon as I joined those picket lines and heard um, and felt their courage, their determination, their resilience and their tenacity, and I think those sound like words, but I absolutely felt every piece of that as I walked and talked to them. And they were saying to me, Every one of them, we are going to keep going until this government hears our voice loud and clear. They're going to keep their voice loud, roaring on behalf of their patients. And every conversation started off with, this is about our patients. We will get one chance to change the health service, to bring it back from the crisis that has been created by this government and to try and recover it um, and save it on behalf of our patients. Has there been any progress on the government side and are you optimistic that this can be resolved? Look, we are talking. Um, The Secretary of State had a meeting with me on Friday past and I've described it as collegiate. Um, But uh, they are not formal talks um, to try and resolve uh, what our nurses are going through and having to be pushed onto picket lines by this government. So we need to get down to formal negotiations. We need to get round a table and start to work together to resolve the 22-23 pay dispute that our nurses have with the government. And they need to do that very, very quickly before we move into another set of strikes very early on in February. And um, what can these nurses do um in the meantime, I mean, we see, I've spoken to them, they are, some of them are struggling to think about going on to their next shift. I mean, what support can uh, the public and 
others give to them to, to help them get through the, the, the next days and weeks. I want to say a massive, massive thank you to the public. The public have come and stood alongside their nursing staff in the same way as nursing staff have always stood alongside their patients and the public. I couldn't ask for anything more from the public. They totally get it. They get nursing. They understand why nursing or nursing staff are doing what they're doing. Um, and actually, government needs to take a leaf out of their book and actually take their lead from, from the people of, of England and, and indeed the other countries. And then they will make better and right decisions on behalf of the country and on behalf of the profession. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Pat. All the best.